in today's show. We look ahead to Tuesday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are talking about Tuesday's games, looking ahead what I'm watching for and some stream options as well. First game is the Hornets and the Raptors. There you go. Um, PJ Washington Jr. has been putting up good games, the last two games especially. Now, it does help that Gordon Haywood and Jalen McDaniels are out, and then we've got a Kelly Oubre ejection. That did help getting his value up, but he's worth watching. He's If you want to take a grab on him, there is some value in PJ, who played 31 minutes last game while Plumlee was under 20. Is that what they're going to roll with moving forward? I, I don't know but it is worth having a look at. And then also Kelly Oubre Jr., who we know got ejected last game, but is in that low 20s minutes range. I think he needs 28 to be a 12-team league, league player. Hasn't gotten there since returning from COVID. Whether he gets back there or not remains to be seen. And this will be a really key test to see whether those minutes do jump back up for Oubre. For the Raptors, Gary Trent has been really poor over the last couple of weeks, even the last month. Numbers are down, the shooting's down, the steals have dropped off. They were, of course, unbelievably, unrealistically high. So I want to see if we can you know, keep Trent as a must-roster player. Also played under 30 minutes, which is very un-Nick Nurse-like, in the two games back from his ankle problem. So is that still an issue? Is he falling out of favor that much? He is the guy that if they do decide to go bigger by playing a traditional center and a Chua or Boucher, not that they're even traditional centers, but you know what I mean. Um, he's the guy that loses out. He goes from those 34 minutes down to under 30, apparently. So let's watch that one. Let's also watch the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Recent numbers from Ananobi have been pretty poor. The shooting numbers are down for him. Free throws even are really down. I think there is some really big bounce back potential for Ananobi. I'd like to see him do it. And hopefully he's able to do it in this game. The Clippers and the Wizards. Um, BJ Boston, really been impressed with him lately, but this is like a placeholder name for what happens with BJ, what happens with Man, what happens with Bledsoe, what happens with Coffee, what happens with Batum, what happens with Morris, what happens with the Canard, yeah, the eight wings or so that they play every game. Boston's been improving, sure. Yeah, he's playing well. He's playing more minutes than Bledsoe. He's playing equivalent minutes to Man. He played more minutes than Coffee last game. Yeah, so where does it fit? What does Ty Lu decide to do? with that wing and guard rotation. Is it back to Canard and Batum? Can Boston push ahead of someone? Does Coffey continue to start? There are so many questions there. And there are many questions at the center position with Ivica Zubats apparently locked in as the starter. He might play 30 minutes. He might play 22 minutes. Like, who knows? And then what happens behind him with Ibaka and Hartenstein? Hartenstein played an embarrassingly low four minutes last game. Like, there is so much uncertainty with this Clippers rotation that watching the wings... And watching the centers is really key. Like, we know that Marcus Morris is going to play 30. 
we know that Reggie Jackson's going to play 30 as the point guard. After that, it's really anybody's guess as to what Ty Lue does. The Nuggets and the Pistons. Aaron Gordon is, in general, playing pretty well at the moment. I still don't think he's got a particularly high upside. And if you are looking at rankings and they include turnovers, his numbers get really, really skewed. And that might lead someone to overvalue him. But he is playing well at the moment. His minutes are up. He's putting up some pretty solid production. And I think there's some level of sustainability with it. Not massive, but some. Monty Morris continues to be a fringe guy. He'll have the big game. He'll have the shit one. More shits than goods. But in a 10-team league, I'm not sure he's a must-roster player. But who's taken it from him? It's not the big stiffy. It's not Faku. He's going to stay as that starting point guard, I would imagine, until Jamal Murray returns, whenever that is. For the Pistons, the Sly Hog, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. Um, I love what he's been doing recently. Top 50 over the last two weeks. Can he continue to do that? I just want the ball in his hands more. I don't need to see Corey Joseph clutch time offense. I need to see Cade Cunningham clutch time offense. I need to see Cade getting the ball. I need to see Dwayne Casey giving him the ball. I need to see Corey Joseph giving him the ball. That would be good if we could see that from him. Um, Killian Hayes and Corey Joseph, we want to watch that. Your situation as well as to who's going to get the start and how they're going to run that rotation. We know that Olinick and Jeremy Grant will both be out of this one. So I want to watch um, Big Alf Stewart, the Flamin' Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flamin' Galars. Stewart was great last time. Shot 100%, which is not going to continue. I don't think he's a 12-team league player. But let's see what the minutes look like between him and Trey Lyles here while we have no Cali Olinick. The Lakers and the Nets. It does look like, big news, Anthony Davis is going to return. He's listed as probable. That's awesome news. Now, I imagine he'll be a little bit limited straight up, but that's great. That obviously helps their rotation out a lot. So what do they do with if Davis is back? Obviously, he'll start over Dwight Howard, but do they keep Ariza and Bradley starting? It's pretty disgusting, but maybe they do. Do they go back to Monk? Does Horton Tucker, Reeves, Stan Johnson, what are they going to do in this lineup? A lot of questions. I want to watch the Avery, Bradley, Malik, Monk minutes. Bradley is playing way too many. Monk is playing too few. Monk's usage probably does take a hit with Davis back, so we want to see how that all plays out also. For the Brooklyn Nets, Kessler Edwards, he's got big minutes with Kevin Durant out. We know that. And he's got a pretty sizable role. Um, well, yes, yeah, sizable enough, I guess. Um, so what's, what's, what's he going to look like? Can he show us some decent scoring or is it all just going to be defense? Remember, Kyrie is out of this game. He's also out of Wednesday's game. They've got a back-to-back homestand. So there is extra usage available for these Nets players. And I want to watch LaMarcus Aldridge. There's a potential that Nick Claxton returns. So how do they run Ulrich, Claxton, and do they keep Dayron Sharp going? Because Sharp's been starting. He started the last seven games and played pretty decent minutes in most of those. Will they play the three centers? How does that impact Ulrich? Does that take him away from being a 12-team league player? I think that's a genuine question and uh, something we need answered as we move forward. But if you want the answer to what is the best daily D, uh, DFS prop operator? The answer is obviously Price Picks. It has to be Price Picks. I've been telling you about Price Picks for a while, and for a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive offer. It's a no-brainer an offer for all Locked On listeners. You get fifty bucks for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. 
Exclusive offer for Locked On fans using the code NBA. PricePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. What you do is you pick two to five players and there's an over-under on individual projections. You just pick those and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. It's points or rebounds or steals or assists or threes. Just pick them. Pick over-under one of those, mash them together, see how you go. Entries are fast. Withdrawals are safe and easy as well. And they're also offering mixed sport entries too. So go to pricepix.com today or use the app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first price picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first price picks entry scores a single point. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're here waiting for the NBA trade deadline. It's Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. So Locked On NBA has got a live trade deadline show running on Thursday, February the 20th. 10th between 2 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Eastern. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, some goof by the name of Josh Lloyd and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels and get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn on your notifications so you know when we go live. Let's look at the next game. Kings Celtics, Rashawn Holmesy Holmes. Are the minutes going to bump up for him? Is he going to get his free throws back in, in, in line? They've been pretty poor the last couple. Um, is he going to turn into that player that we saw at the start of the year? That is really, really key. Obviously, for if you have Holmes and for the Kings and maybe trade value for him. Darren Fox is questionable. What I want to see is Terrence Davis's role because Davis has started with Halliburton out, then Halliburton came back and Fox was out, and Davis is playing really well. 30-plus minutes in three straight games. But there's a chance if Fox and Halliburton play that Davis plays 15 minutes or 17 minutes. Can they carve out a decent role? Will that mean reducing Marvin Bagley or Buddy Heald's playing time to get him that role? How are they going to use Davis? Hold him. If Fox is out, obviously the value is fine. But hold him, and then we might make a decision after this game. For the Celtics, Dennis Schroeder, back up to Marcus Smart. There is no 12-team value in him unless you're waiting for an injury. And I think in general, that's a bad plan. So I think he's droppable. But let's see if they go back to switching him and playing him with Smart at all. And then also Al Horford, who has been struggling for a while now. He is starting. He's top 30 minutes in three of his last five games. So the minutes haven't been too bad, but the production's way off. The shots aren't there. All the numbers from the start of the year have fallen way off. He's not 12-team drop yet. He's not far away, though. Spurs and the Rockets. I want to watch Derek White. Maximum Derek. His shooting numbers are off at the moment. They haven't been great all season, but they're well down for now. He's also generating no steals, and his minutes are a little bit down. Let's see that all push back up. That would be awesome. I also want to watch Devin Vassell, who continues to impress me despite playing limited minutes, but it's very hard for me to look at Devin Vassell as a must-roster player playing 20 minutes a night. He should be getting 28 a night, and then I would say, yeah, no worries. 12-10 leagues, you've got to add him. But the insistence on Lonnie Walker and Doug McDermott and those sort of blokes is impacting what um, Vassell's playing time is. Again, just a quick reminder of the people who thought that the Bryn Forbes trade would mean more minutes to Vassell it doesn't because Forbes literally was not in the rotation when they were healthy. So again, that's always one of those things you just got to be really careful about jumping to to conclusions like that um, without fully examining the details. I think Vassell should play more minutes. It just hasn't come to pass, of course. Um, the Rockets, the Crucifix, Christian Wood. He's playing at a really high level. Will they limit him at all to play Shengun? I think the answer to that is clearly no. Will his shooting numbers stay up? Because they're well up at the moment, shooting very, very well. And I don't think he's that level of a shooter. So let's watch that. And also KJ Martin, who played well. 
He outplayed the Wild Thing, Jay Sean Tate, in the last game. Even the Wild Thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. And to me, I think he is by far a bigger part of their future than what Tate is. I know that I'm in the minority with that opinion, but I'd like to see them play him more. And I think, well, I think last game was a little bit of an outlier. Let's see what happens here with KJ. And if they decide to play him, if they play him 26 a night, he is a 12-team league guy. The Pelicans and the Sixers, Herbalife Jones, shooting like 62% from three and 85% from free throw line. Something crazy like that. 70% from two. The numbers are insane. Do I think he can maintain getting steals? Yeah, he's really good at that. But those other numbers are insane. Can they continue? Devontae Graham, well, his numbers are insane, but also insanely bad. Like the shooting is never going to be good and his assists have dropped way off. Is he actually still a 12-team league player? I am not convinced. Let's see what his minutes look like, especially while for Philadelphia... Um, Furkan Korkmaz, big game last time. There's no Danny Green still, still no Shake Milton, still no Seth Curry. We might get Matisse Thibel back, which will have an impact on Furkan. Furkan can be a streamer if Thibel is out. And then Maxi's playing a ton of minutes. And with Shake Milton out again and Seth Curry out, I expect big minutes once more for Tyrese Maxi, who's played 46 and 42 in the last two games. Now, obviously, they are insane numbers. Like They are just very, very much um, too big in terms of playing time there. Like, will that be anywhere close to realistic for him to get that sort of playing time every night? I'm not... I don't think it's realistic, but it's not crazy with the absences there for him to get for, you know, 40 minutes again. So just keep an eye on that, I think, is uh, is worth doing. It's also worth going to BetOnline because they want to wish you a happy new betting year for 2022. BetOnline is the number one spot for all of your sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. There's a new updated desktop, and they've got their mobile side as well. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the code LOCKEDON. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Timberwolves, they are taking on the Portland Trailblazers. Of course, we don't know about Patrick Beverly, who is shockingly injured again. Uh, always is the case with him. He's missed the last one and a half games with an ankle problem. It doesn't appear to be too serious, but we hope he's going to be okay. Um, if he is out though, Jalen Noel is definitely the player I'm more interested in versus Malik Beasley. Noel is playing really well. And D'Angelo Russell is playing unbelievable basketball at the moment. His numbers are through the roof, especially with Beverly out. So let's keep an eye on what he's able to do if there's any way to maintain that. We do expect Anthony Edwards to play after bumping knees at the end of Sunday's action. But of course, that is something we will want to pay attention to. For the Blazers... Is Norman Powell going to play? He has not played since the 7th of January with COVID and now out with personal reasons. We hope that he is returning soon. But when he does return, how does that impact Nasir Little and Anthony Simons? Big, big questions. Ben McLemore also been playing a pretty strong role and that'll have to drop off, I would assume, when Powell returns. And his value as a points and three streamer probably drops off with that as well. But how they manage the Little, Simons, McLemore, all of those minutes when Norm returns, I think is a really, really interesting thing. The Mavericks and the Warriors. For Dallas, people are still asking me about holding Tim Hardaway in 12-10 leagues. No, you don't do that. You don't need to hold him at all. Sterling Brown is out, but that doesn't really matter too much at all. Um, I just want to watch see if Hardaway can do anything to change my mind. I really, really doubt that. I also want to watch Maxi Kleber, who is starting. 
I think he's playing really good basketball. I think he's a really good player. And there are occasions where he has shit fantasy games, but he does produce, especially in the blocks category. So watching him and Porzingis together is really interesting. While for the Warriors, not going to lie, I'm a little bit worried about Clay Thompson. He didn't practice with knee soreness. He's officially questionable again for Tuesday. That means we're firing up Jordan Poole once again. With Clay out, we use Poole. When Clay's back, we don't use Poole. So I want to watch what the Clay Thompson situation is here. Also, Steph Curry, who is he's in a slump. He's obviously in a slump. He's a bit of a buy low player. But can he start to turn this around? Because it is it has been going on a little bit of time here for Steph. And uh, yeah, I'd like that to get better. Back-to-back streaming options. It's hard because these are high-volume days, but maybe you've got a spot. So we're looking at, for the Tuesday-Wednesday combo, Kessler-Edwards, Cody Martin, Maxi Kleber, Cam Thomas. Remember, no Kyrie Irving, so Cam Thomas's minutes bump. Luke Kennard, Nasir Little, the Shark, Bruce Brown, and Dougie McDirt. Those guys can all be options to get the two-for-one. In terms of just Tuesday's action, you've got Edwards, Korkmaz, Cody Martin, Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, Killian Hayes, Trio of Pistons. Maxi Kleber, Gary Payton, the Mitten, the Doctor. Cam Thomas, without Kyrie, and Dougie McDirt. Deeper leagues, consider all those names, but also add these ones to your list. Noel, Bruce Brown, Grant Williams, George Yang, Dayron Sharp, maybe. Denny Avdia, Garrison Matthews, um, Avery Bradley. I've got a feeling. Uh, Avery Bradley, Lonnie Walker, and Josh Christopher. Did I even... I do apologize for if I did skip them over. But what I do want to watch with the Wizards, I'm going to, you know what, um, and talk about them because I, I did. I did forget to talk about them. So I really apologize about that. Back to the Wizards. I want to watch... Um, I want to watch what the center rotation is, as always. Tom Bryant, the tank, what is his playing time going to look like compared to Gafford and Harrell? Harrell played seven minutes last game. So how is that going to work out? And then Kyle Kuzma, whose minutes were well down. It's getting squeezed in that front court. Avdia's getting minutes. Hachimura's seeing his playing time increase. So what does Kuzma look like? Still a must-roster player, but that may not last. Apologies for screwing that up. Lastly, let's go to points leagues and go to streamers there. Diallo, Korkmaz, Kessler-Edwards, Trey Lyles, Eric Gordon, Devin Vassell, Paddy Mills, Alperin, Shengun, Otto Porter, and Marvin Bagley. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.